0: I recently got a dog and I feel like the, a big piece to get me going on actually getting the dog was you, Sam, because you were like in January camp on the bus. You and Lindsay were talking about how getting a dog was like the best decision you ever made for yourself and yeah, for your
1: I'm, I'm like literally going to cry. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Mewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. Lynn, what is new since the last pod?
2: Well, today Marley left me. He left me. It's been sad. I got back from training today, and he just wasn't here, and it was so sad. I know. But it's okay. I'll be fine. It's okay. I'll be fine maybe I know
1: you will you will you guys will be great. It's <laughs> fine. Everything's yeah. fine.
2: Yeah, but my life is drastically drastically changed. I just feel like not only does he make my life better because I just love him and we have so much fun together, but like you guys know I hate doing chores. <laughs> and like I'll come home and like the bed is made and the couch is like fluffed and the blankets are away and the dishes are done and the laundry's going and I'm like how did you have all the energy to do all the things? You really found yourself a gem. I really did. You really did. And it's just... Now who's going to do all that stuff? I could do it for you. No, you no, you can't. You hate doing that stuff too.
1: But I love you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we're going to move on from that because that okay. was sad. Okay, that, um, was,
1: that was sad, everybody.
2: But I also... We're going to talk about all the, the restaurants that we have been going to and all the fun things we've been doing, but I do need to maybe start cooking a couple meals at home. We're,
1: we agreed. We are going to do that on Monday or Tuesday. We are going to cook a home meal.
2: Yes. I, I think that would probably, like, I just feel like most people are like, okay, on the weekend I might treat myself, but I have just been treating myself every day. I,
1: I feel like it's because we've had guests in town. That's like, true. we, Marley was here for, like, a month, so we wanted to, like, show him the town. Take him out on the... Yeah. Town. town. <laughs> <laughs> and now, my friend is here. Yeah. So we're taking him out on the town. And it's Christy. just... Christy yeah. was here. So we were just, you know, eating good foods, and now we're just gonna start making salads at home next, starting on Monday.
2: And punish ourselves for a good time that we had.
1: Yes. We have had a great time. Speaking of great times.
2: Statistics. Sorry. <sighs> had to.
1: Pat and Marley came to our game and they oh had a gosh. great time. They were at the pool party during the day. Yeah. Indulging. Yeah. Then they came to the game. Mm-hmm. And when I say that we got a follow-up text about player guests needing to abide by the wristband rules. Rules. I am not going to deny that it was Pat Marley who raised the alarms for that. Did that make sense, what I just said? Yeah, I mean, I
2: know what you're talking about. They basically got us in trouble. I'm just going to say I did also play a part in that because I gave them the wrong color wristbands. My fault. I thought that they were green when they should have been lime yellow, (laughs) So they they just kept going around saying, like, they didn't know what the wristbands did. It just gets them into an area after the game so we can yeah. say hi. And they thought it was, like, their ticket. And the yeah. people were like,
1: these wristbands literally mean nothing to us. And Pat would go, well, you're wearing my wife's podcast hat, so I think I'm
2: allowed in here. They just kept, people kept being like, you can't be in here. And they'd be like, we have wristbands. And yeah. everybody's like, that doesn't work. Where's count. your ticket? Literally, where's your ticket? Somehow they got into, like, a VIP... Seated section, like I just the whole game, I kept trying to look down towards the right to see where they were, and I was like, "Where are they? they?" Like, where are they?" And then
0: ten minutes left in
2: the game, I looked down and they are like front row seats on the field, and I was like, "How did you guys get there?" All right, well, we're we're gonna use this as a formal apology on behalf
1: of our partners for their behavior. Yeah, we'll make sure they have
2: the right color wristbands and a ticket next time. They did have tickets, though. I don't know what happened. Well. We
1: are only partially responsible for their behavior. Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> my I think I told everybody that I was working on a sourdough starter. Did I you tell were. everybody that? I think so, but well, if they know now. Now you know, and I made bread, and it came out so good
2: on my first try. Is that is that the toast you're eating yes. right now?
1: Yes, it is. Oh, and yes. Pat, and Pat put delicious things on there for me.
2: That looks delicious,
1: and I I like was under the impression that it wasn't oh, <laughs> Hello? that it wasn't gonna come out like perfect the first time, and like honestly, I must just be like a gifted baker, self proclaimed. No, I, baker. I I I followed a recipe to the T, obviously.
2: Um, you but also, it came out oh, really good. Yeah, we didn't mention this because I have your daughter, and oh, yes. Lynn has my starter daughter, and. I need to use some flour because I need to feed her. She's hungry.
1: Yes. You come. You bring your daughter. You
2: come feed. It's your daughter. My daughter. This is my son. Okay. This is getting weird. So also we went to the tasting room at Corvino and so much fun.
1: It was so fun. The food was amazing. We saw Pat through the little window.
2: Yep. I tried a lot of things that I've never had before. like Like what? Escargot. Um, well, I oyster. think we
1: were just calling them snails. Is snails and escargot the same thing?
2: Mm. I had a mm. snail, but I've never eaten a snail before. I also have never had an oyster, and I had that for the first time. Pleasantly surprised with the snail. Not gonna lie. You are a snail. You're a snail. Your name is Gary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meow. <laughs>
2: Who would have thought that we
1: could just insert Spongebob into our podcast? I don't
2: know. That was
1: crazy of us.
2: I'm feeling weird. This
1: is a nonsense podcast. You're a nonsense. (laughs) You're a snail.
2: Um, But it was so fun. Um, What else did we have there? We had oysters,
1: snails. We had English muffins with (laughs) mushrooms Mushrooms. on them. Then we had
2: uni. Salmon. 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 And yep. and something with else with like
1: avocado, uni. We cod, had a bird. We had a bird.
2: Squab. Yep. I almost just said squib. <laughs> that's not what we had. Is that a bad word? I have no idea. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. It sounds but... like it could be. <laughs> I don't think it is. I'm
1: stressed. Move on. Okay. We had squad. Squab. Now I'm so confused.
2: <laughs> it's not a squad. We did not have squad. Whatever that is.
1: We had squad.
2: And then we had a... Oh, we had like a gnocchi thing.
1: Okay, where, what are we
2: talking about? <laughs> what we had to eat. We had a bunch
1: more food. It was incredible. The service was incredible.
2: Yeah, it was so fun. So anyways, it you should so go. Fun. If you get a chance, you should go eat it. Yeah. Um. Okay, also... This is on the Ask Snacks part. Oh, Abby yeah. Dahlkemper, February 1st, 2013, tweeted: if this gets 50 retweets, Sam Mewis will shave her eyebrows. Yeah. So
1: Donut it, Friday, who is a regular on Ask Snacks, went back in the archives to find this tweet. This so was it, in
2: college. Yeah, explain that to us.
1: I don't really know. I think it was like Twitter was kind of new. People were doing stuff like this where they were like, if this gets 50 retweets, I'll blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. I think I thought I was cool because I was like, I'll shave off an eyebrow. I don't care. But and like, did all, you? No. Well, you because do now? This got this obviously got 50. Did it get 50 retweets? Actually, I don't know. But then I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like, I don't care. And all my friends in college were like, Sam, don't do it. Like, you'll look gross and it won't grow back the same. So I was like, oh, okay. So like, nobody really like held me to it.
2: Okay, so would you do it now with another tweet if it got a certain amount of retweets?
1: Well, like no, now I now I would need like money. Like now retweets aren't motivating me.
2: We're gonna start a GoFundMe for Samantha. Been ten years to shave off her eyebrows. Changed. Ain't that the truth? It was
1: just one eyebrow, and like honestly, like.
2: (sighs) Well, let's just shave it for free. What? Will you shave it for free? No. Will you shave it for $1,000? You don't want to play this game. <laughs> $2,000. $5,000. No,
1: honestly, Lynn, you started. <laughs> it's an eyebrow. I don't know. I could pencil it in.
2: I, exactly. $5,000. 10000
1: I don't want to play.
2: No fun. No fun.
1: I don't want to play this game. Me. Um. Also, <laughs> after our game against Gotham, my sister got to stay in town with me, and so she came to Corvina with us. And then the next day, or maybe it was the day of, we laid on the couch and ate croissants and watched Emily in Paris. And we were just like, "This is exactly what we would both be doing if we weren't together." So we were like, so pumped that we just a got cute to do it sister together. day. It was such a cute sister day, and it was Paris-themed, I would say.
2: Ooh, that actually checks out, yes, with the croissant. 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 Leading into the croissant story I will tell later in this episode. Oh, my gosh. Kismet. (laughs) Um, Well, another thing that I've been doing is making hats. Crocheting hats. Yes. Little Bo Peep. Little Bo Peep. So... I'll I'll continue to do that. And I feel like we're just rambling now, so we should just leave. Bye. Bye. But don't... No, you don't buy, us buy. Yeah, we'll just... Yeah, we're good. We're done. We are so excited to bring on today's guest, captain of the Washington Spirit, midfielder for the US Women's national team, Stanford Smart Person, our smart, <laughs> nice, funny, sunny friend, Andy Sullivan! Woo. Welcome hey to guys. the
0: show!
1: Oh, hi, Sunny! Welcome!
0: Oh, thanks for having me. It's nice to see your guys' faces.
1: It is nice to see your face, too. I feel like we haven't caught up in so long, so I'm thrilled that Same. we get to do it right now!
2: Same! I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. How are, <laughs> I want to ask how you guys are doing, I but I feel like that's probably a conversation for later. <laughs> uh, yeah, we...
1: We can talk about that after, but we're doing, we are doing, doing.
2: we're just doing, um, but how are you like, what's going on in your life besides all of the games?
0: The games. Oh dear. Lots of games. So that's pretty much it. Um, although I was thinking about something before this podcast and I was like, I wonder what we're going to talk about today. And I'm like, what's something fun. And I was thinking about my dog because I recently got a dog. And I feel like the a big piece to get me going on actually getting the dog was you, Sam, because you were like <sighs> in January camp on the bus. You and Lindsay were talking about how getting a dog was like the best decision you ever made for yourself. and yeah, for your
1: I'm, I'm like literally going to cry. The next question on our sheet was you just got a dog. Oh my gosh. Perfect. (laughs) So we actually want to talk about the dog so much. Tell us name.
2: Yeah. Everything. How much you love. I want to know now that you have a dog after that um, information that we got from Sam, like, do you feel the same way? Um, I actually
0: kind of wanted to talk about it. (laughs) I love my dog and she's great and she's beautiful. But when Sam, when you talked about Finn, you were like, there's no stress when you are like petting the dog and walking the dog. Like, yeah. and I feel like you and I have similar levels yeah. of thought processes. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, and for me, I see that sometimes from like snuggles great, but I'm constantly like, is she happy? Is she okay? Does she know I love her? Um, oh my God. Oh. like, so yeah, but she's great. Her name is Koopa. Um, oh. we rescued her. Koopa is the name of a cafe at Stanford where Drew and I would go. Oh my God. So it's kind of like sentimental, cute. cute. I love that. Um, Yeah. But I feel kind of, so we almost named her Meatball because she (sighs) looks like a meatball. (laughs) And I feel kind of not like bad, but I feel like every time I, someone asks what the dog's name is, I say Koopa and they're like, Cooper? Or And I'm like, sure. <laughs> or... <laughs> also, like, all think she's, like, a boy. Which is fine. That happens sometimes. But, um, yeah. Koopa Meatball Scundrich. She is lovely. Oh my she's gosh. one or two years old. She's a pit terrier mix. Um, she loves so hard.
2: Oh, oh. what an angel. So, yeah. so she's, like, a bigger dog, right?
0: No, she's kind of small and she's jacked. Meatball-y. Like, yeah, meatball But And I always pictured myself getting a big dog. A big... I grew up with a German Shepherd, so I kind of pictured that. Or, like, mountain doggy. But she is, like, the perfect size. And if you pick her up... Oh she just relaxes like she doesn't try and squirm or like fight you and so it's well sunny it's isn't that a great. sign
1: that she trusts you and she's happy
0: i was just gonna say I that know, I, know. I was
2: just gonna say that <laughs> so,
0: and it's also like it's, it's like humans it's like no we're if we're happy we're still not like smiling all the time like she's not gonna be wagging her tail all the time sometimes she wants to take a nap i'm the same but i'm still like feel all um, right? if she's yeah. laying down i'm like is she just resting or is she sad
1: well do you know anything about her past like do you think maybe she had a tough first she's home? had a
0: tough she's had a tough they don't know a ton about her she was rescued from a high kill shelter in north carolina oh. um and she they said she's one or two but they said that she's had babies which oh is like gosh. i feel like pretty young for yeah um to have babies but um so I think that, and then she was in a, with a foster through the, the rescue. The rescue is named Pedian and Friends for people who are listening in the oh. DC, Maryland, Virginia area. They're awesome. Um, she had a great foster mom and she, I think she was with her for like a month or two. So I'm like, how stressful is that? Where you're like, you know, living in this really stressful place and then you get relocated in North Carolina and you drive up, I'm like, no wonder she's been, she's had yeah. a tough yeah. start. And I'm yeah, also, so- it's taught me a lot about learning. And it's oh. like, why do we expect, it's like, there's very few things that we learn where we're like told something once and then we do it forever. And I'm mm. like, why do we expect dogs to be that way? Like, oh, I told them, like, I, Interesting. you know, I, and they oh. don't even speak English. I know. So I'm that like, is... it's taught me a lot about patience. Wow.
1: wow. Sunny, I feel like you just interviewed yourself. Like Me and Lynn are going <laughs> to let you just... You lead this interview because Wait, that was I know. Do you see our... ever could have gotten.
2: Do you see our face? we just like, huh. Interesting. I feel bad though because I talked for like... No, that was less. amazing. No, no, no.
1: Sunny, this is for like... Pe- this is... You're the guest. You're supposed to do the talking. But I'm like just <laughs> so thrilled. Literally, all I wrote down on my sheet was you just got a dog and we just got all this amazing thoughtful information from you. Why am I surprised? It's sunny.
0: Wait, so how long have you had a little me? That's all I had prepared, though, so we'll (laughs) see where it goes from here. Um, I've had, we've had her for, I think, three months. Oh, so it's Um, new. The last. Yeah. Yeah, so she's just going to get,
2: like, more and more comfortable as time goes on, and you'll get more adjusted. I don't have a dog,
0: but I'm just a there, There are always wrinkles, though, especially with, I think, a rescue dog. So she had, she tested positive for heartworm after we got her. So we had to um, take her somewhere to get treated for it. Um, and she was taking preventative already. And so she like is on restricted exercise, which is so hard for a dog. And like, also, oh, like you baby. said, they don't speak English. so You can't explain it. Like so right now it's, it's been a couple of weeks and she's definitely riled up and wants to play. And I'm yeah. Like, just hold on for a little bit longer.
1: I know. Well, I, Sunny, I just know, because I know you, that you guys love her so much. And I know that she knows it.
2: And yeah. I, I I, think oh, she's happy. Thanks.
1: And she's very lucky to have such a nice home.
2: That was so sweet, Sam.
1: Oh, oh my God.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah, that oh. was really nice. You know,
1: um, Finn has been... I've already talked about this on here. We do this every week, Sunny. So sometimes I repeat myself. But Finn has allergies. Oh, my Uh-oh. gosh.
2: We were over there last night. And the poor thing has, like, a... Scratchy throat or something and just is sneezing everywhere. He goes like,
1: he goes like this Oh, I'm gonna like <laughs> sneeze out burgers myself, but he just goes <laughs> like nonstop. We had to get a medicine and eye drops. What do you do for that? We like we've taken him to the vet oh. a couple times. Um he's taking a little snooze right now. But it's just like a new place for him here. I think there's a lot of pollen, so he just has little dog allergies. Sam also got allergies for the first time this year, so it's just they're connected. Yeah, we <laughs> we are. Finn for got instinct. allergies, so I got sympathy allergies. <laughs>
0: That's
1: amazing.
2: Okay, um, so we're going to move a little bit on from the dog. Um, reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> We wanted to talk about Drew. Um, you guys are married. And I feel like maybe a lot of people don't know that. Do you guys, like, talk about soccer all the time? You guys are <laughs> in the same city. That's
1: pretty did, cool. So, you, wait, you guys went to school together at Stanford. You both played soccer.
0: Yeah, we went to Stanford together. Um, we So we met freshman year, but we really – we were, like, friendly but really didn't know each other very well. And then sophomore year, I lived in the same – hallway with like 10 of his teammates just by coincidence and they were kind of the ones who were like oh you guys would kind of be good together like they were kind of jokingly pushing it from both ends and so we didn't start dating until our junior year of college um and it was funny I we started kind of like talking I don't know the phrase whatever (laughs) we had gone on like a date or two um and then I tore my ACL and I thought like, oh, shucks, like this is over, you know? Cause like, that's so, such a hard time to start dating somebody is like they're laying down like they can't do very much. So I was kind of like, well, like that could have been great. Um, and then he still like wanted to date me, which was so nice <laughs> um, and then yeah, for a few years. And um, he proposed the beginning of 2019, which, I was very surprised about. It. I remember talking about this with you, Sam. Yeah, because we were talking before we were at camp, and I had flown. You were like, "What are you going to do today?" I was like, "Oh, I'm flying to see Drew. Oh like, we're God. not going to do anything." I remember. Um. And yeah, he like proposed that day, and um, so I thought he was going to be like, "Oh, I was shocked. I was okay. shocked. It was great."
1: Oh, that's awesome! And then you guys yes. just got married. We you got know, married when? the end of 2019.
0: Um, oh, yeah. So December Jeez. 2019, which was like right before COVID happened. And then he was playing in Sacramento. So kind of like the beginning of our marriage, we were distance, which mm-hmm. uh, really stunk, yeah. <laughs> as you guys know. Um, and then after that year, he um, decided to sign with Loudoun United, which is um, DC United's USL team. And he was like, I'll go to, hopefully I'll go to DC United's preseason and hopefully they'll sign me. And it worked out that way. And I signed him around May of last year. So we live in the same place and we play professional soccer in the same city, which is incredible. But like, yeah, we don't talk about like soccer. I think we talk more about, and I, I think people think that about us <laughs> because I like very intense. Um, but we, we talk more about like what happened in your day. And I feel like it's more about conversations that you had with people or like something crazy that happened at work. Um, mm-hmm. But I always like, it's so nice to have someone who like understands that world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Because it's, I think it's so hard to explain. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I've actually, I've always said that about Christy. Like, people always ask, what's it like, like, both playing professional soccer? And I'm like, it's so sick because I feel like, like you said, it's so hard to explain to somebody who doesn't do it every day. And having somebody in your family that gets it is, like, really helpful.
0: Yeah, so much. And I think um, I can, like, like, we, it took me a long time to be okay with even training with him um and like working out with him because I was kind of like I don't want you to see this this side of me Um, when we were first dating but um it it was great in off season because obviously we wanted to like spend so much time together so we would like train together and he's awesome to like train with um but we never like he's never critiqued me once and I think that's why and I that's amazing I I don't critique him either and I think it's more like again um this is my situation at work like what would you do or what do you think or am I reading this right and not like yeah you need to really work on you know your first touch with your left foot or whatever like oh you should have slipped this like there's never any of that and I think people think there is so I'd love to clear that that up on this
2: (laughs) I love that so much when um when you guys like train together are you like super competitive um
0: (laughs) I, it's like, so Funny on our honeymoon, it was, we got married mid-December because it's the only time you can really get married if you're <laughs> on the national team or even, a, you know, in the WSL. Um, And we went on our honeymoon and obviously January camps around the corner. So I'm like chasing him around the resort and we were doing like interval runs, right? So it's like two minutes on hard, one minute recovery or something like that. And so we, we would start in the same place and we would both run as hard as we could. And during his recovery, he would turn around and I would keep running forward and he would turn and run back to me during the recovery. And then we'd go again. So it's like, it's hard to compete with him. Um, He's like a fitness monster. But um, I think there's some things like technically that I I like am more focused on. Um, so I think we complement each other well. And then we both can play yeah center mid so we do like like a lot of we like doing a lot of the same things so it's it's not super competitive
2: well that's good because when me and marley work out sometimes together let me tell you (laughs) i know i can't catch him because he's like his legs are so long but like yeah i we were in hawaii one time and we were running these hills and he was just beating me but naturally in my mind i'm like i can keep up I cannot, but I thought I could. And I was just sprinting up these hills like dying. So we finally get to the top and I'm so exhausted. You know, when you like, you can't really hear yourself because your head is pounding so much. Have you guys ever been that tired? And he was like trying to talk to me and I just like, wasn't responding because I was about to vomit. And I was like, shut up. (laughs) Stop talking to me. And like, that's just what we do or like heal because he doesn't play soccer. So like. I'm like, I need you to throw the ball to me. And he like throws it wrong. And I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Oh, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, he's like, just get there. And I'm yeah. like,
1: <laughs> oh my God. When Pat yeah. would have to <laughs> roll the ball out to me to do shooting, I would laugh so hard. Like, I would pass it into him and I'd have him lay it off. And I would laugh so hard because he kicks the ball like a person who's never played soccer in their life. Like, he d- can't open up his hip. So I would be like, okay, Pat, you're going to have to. I, was- I couldn't shoot because I was. Peeing my pants laughing. And I go, okay, you have to get down on your hands and knees and you have to roll them with your hands. Because I'm not going to, be- I can't get through the session. Slaps the balls. Starts slapping the balls side to side. And now I'm peeing my pants even more. It's, you guys, it's so, it's such a hard adversity to not be married <laughs> to a professional soccer player, Sonny. So it's, that's really amazing. Yeah, I, I feel like, I <laughs> yeah. can Yeah, you've got it good you have got it good yeah
2: yeah
1: um so you both play center mid do you feel like off the field like I picture Drew as like the male you like is are you guys very like similar or do you have like if you complement each other on the field with like a little bit of differences like do you feel that way with your personalities
0: yeah I don't feel like we're the same he's he's an angel honestly like I I mean so that I get Okay, <laughs> no, I know. well that's why i'm saying we don't we're not similar because he's like so much he's so uh, calm and like i see like i feel like I, by saying things that he is it means that I'm like i'm not like he's so hardworking, and i'm not saying i'm not hardworking, but it's just like a different level but well yeah they're just
1: things you admire in him i think that's yeah
0: calm steady like kind um Oh gosh, like so fun. I don't know. I don't I love that I get to talk about him though, but I like so, don't even know how to answer that so question. Similar. I would love for you
2: guys to meet him.
1: I know. I kind of can't believe we've never met, but yeah, you did basically just describe yourself <laughs> yeah. in our opinion. So I'm sure you guys have a lot in common.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, she this is you.
0: I think he is less uh I don't want to use the word anxious, but like Sam, like I said, like Sam, yeah. you and I mm. kind of have similar like we get riled up and worried and he doesn't really do that so much.
2: Yeah. That do you think is that helps so you? Interesting. Do you think that helps you in like your game or just life or
0: so much? Because I think like I said because he understands it, I can like vent and explain it, but I don't feel judged, which mm-hmm. I could see like how if someone, you know, like if you're different that they'd be like, "Well, why are you thinking that way?" Like he never makes me feel bad for what I'm thinking about. And so there's never been something also, you know, I'll be like, do you think I'm crazy? And he'll be like, no, maybe he does think it, but he would never say it. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, I do think that's very sweet. Yeah. That he does has helped me a lot in like, I mean, I've been working on like the mental side of things with the sports psych as well, which has helped me tremendously. But I think also having that like at home, um, has helped me just like stay calm and like focus on what I can control and like do what I can do. And, Oh yeah. So helpful.
2: So you obviously have been in like a leadership role and you've been a captain since your second year in the league. Um, and you have described yourself as like an anxious person, but like, how do you, how do you like do that? And while also like having a bit of like anxiety and was it hard being so young, um, just stepping into this like leadership role?
0: Yeah, I think that I was really not expecting to be named a captain my second year in the league. And even my first year, I remember leaving Stanford and being like, I'm really excited to be a pro and be in a new environment and kind of have less responsibility on the leadership front. I was kind of excited, like, oh, I can adjust to the professional sphere and not worry about the leadership aspect. But that really wasn't the case, even my rookie season, because I was I, you know, top draft pick and went to a team that was really struggling and was, I think, had a lot of expectations on me to help the team do better. Um, and I failed on that front, um, but obviously not by myself alone. And there were a lot of reasons why we weren't doing so well. Um, well yeah.
1: And, I mean, look at you. I'll just say, look at you guys now. Like, obviously you have had an incredible impact, but proceed.
0: Well, there's been a lot of changes and everything like that. So um, I think the anxiousness and stuff is almost less so on the field when it's happening like I think my training mentality and how much I like want to get better and how much I want the team to get better and I want everyone to feel their best self and like that's how I get better that's how they get better that's how we get better I think that I've always had that from a young age and so I think that that's why people then often want me to like help lead the team because of how I feel on the field and when I'm I think having that confidence and that safe space is almost like an escape from then when I get off the field and I start overthinking things um yeah I do think it, it is a really hard balance of like worrying about especially now like worrying about myself and my performance but also like what's going on with the team what's and how do you balance that and I think I don't think I'll ever figure it out I think it will always be a challenge and because it will always be different there will always be something going on with the team there will always be something going on with me the context of the world so it's is I think I've accepted that there's no like one way to do it and there's no clear answer and that's just always going to be something that is challenging and hopefully I can get like more practice with it and figure out what works
1: yeah, something I was going to say is I maybe there's like a misconception that if you have anxiety off the field, that it may, means you're not a confident player. And I don't think that that's true at all. I mm. I would say, I, I agree, Sunny, that we're very similar off the field and that we worry about things and we worry mm. about what's going to happen if X, Y, and Z, what did so-and-so think about this? But then when we get on the field, I think <laughs> yeah. both of us are like, I'm good and I'm going to play my best and I'm going to help the team win. And I feel confident in that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm confident in who I am as a leader. And it's just that we, it's just that our brains just are going, but you're right that when you step on the field, it is kind of an escape because it's for me, at least it's the one place where I'm like, Oh, I know I can do this. And then I get off and I'm like, well, I can't do this.
0: (laughs) Can I do it? Did I do it? Can I do it better?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. I feel like that's really interesting actually, because I've never wanted to come across as so anxious because I don't want people to think that I don't believe in myself or that I'm not going to be able to get the job done on the field because I don't, I, I don't think that that's true. I think once I step on the field, I can get the job done. So it's so interesting that you just kind of made that click for me when you said that. Mm. I also
2: will just say that like have been your both of your teammates like when you guys are on the field, I never feel that at ever. I'm always like, oh, they're going to get the job done. I can believe it. Like, they're going to have my back. I have their back. Like, I never feel that from you guys ever. So it's so want... amazing to hear from
0: you. <laughs> just I just want to let you, you guys been know. With, you played with me on the national team, which has obviously been like, I've been in, I've been out, and I've wondered a lot, do, do like the t- people here think I'm good enough to be here? And like, do they think I'm going to get the job done? Or do they think I don't have it? And obviously that's like a worthless place to place. I think it's okay to have that thought. And that's the thing. It's like, okay to be anxious off the field and it's okay to share that. Um, but to put so much energy and attention to it is not helpful. And it's not helpful to you. And it's not helpful to your performance. Um, but Sam, I think it's funny because of, like you do such good job, I think of like sharing your feelings but in a way that's funny. And it's like, <laughs> it enab- enables you to share what you're thinking and be honest and vulnerable. But it's also this like collective thing. It's a collective thing because it's like, oh, it's okay to think that and be that way. And like, yeah. have moments, but then it's also something that people can like bond over and like mm. joke about. Cause we, I think we joke about things on the national team. It's like, you have to have some level of that in <laughs> yeah. order to be successful. I um, know.
1: I yeah. agree. I think I've been criticized before for being like self deprecating, but I think it's like kind of the only. sometimes it's like the only way you can like show vulnerability is by, like, making fun of yourself, I think. I wanted to share this story, though. This what one of the jokes of the national team. Oh, no. <laughs> is, is
0: this one time... Oh, no. Oh, I was thinking the shower cry. Oh, oh God. God, the shower cry is a classic.
1: <laughs> the shower cry has been passed down from the original <laughs> members of the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, no, my story was this one time Rose, like, I don't know, didn't get an email from Ryan about something. I don't know why and she just comes to me like kind of panicked this was years ago and she goes did you get this email and i go yeah i don't know why you didn't but don't read too much into it and then it turned into this joke of like anytime like some <laughs> something happened to somebody and not somebody else we would just be like oh don't read too much into it and it's like that that captures like the she like at that time we would have been like you email. i'm i'm not on the team. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i feel like uh. that joke actually captured that like You just got to like, you just (laughs) got to make fun of it sometimes.
2: Yeah. I think like there's like a, like a sweet spot of like, you can make fun of yourself. And I do think Sam, you do that well. And it's something that people can relate to because Mm. we all do it. And like ours just happens to be soccer or other, but other people can do it in other areas of their life. So, but there is a sweet spot of like, okay, this is funny. And then it can turn to this isn't funny. I'm actually going down a rabbit hole. And I think that on the national team, like it's pretty easy to get into that rabbit hole. If you let yourself, because a same sunny, like I so many times I'm like, can I do this? Do I belong here? Like, do people think I'm good enough? Do they not pass me the hall? Because X, Y, and Z did I, I messed up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, if you can, if you let yourself like sit there, then you're like, Oh my gosh. And then You just, it's spiraling downhill. Oh my gosh, man. Okay. That was dark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Lynn, it's going to be
0: okay. If we want to spin it positive, I think that like, again, that's that's part of the journey and like, that you can come back from that. But I also think there are things that you can do to like practice your response to things or like, I don't be preventative, I guess. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm working with a sports psych and I think what I've realized a lot, especially this season, is there's so much that goes into performing and performing consistently. And I think we, as players, focus so, so much on the physical, like the train, the technical and the physical are like, and obviously tactical too. But like, that's where we put so, so, so much of our effort and our energy. And I'm like think about everything else that goes into performing like your sleep your eating your hydration and like we I think we do a good job of our eating hydration but I think the mental game is so much of your performance especially over a long period of time Mm -hmm. and I finally have gotten to a point in my career over the last like a year or two where I treat like my habits and my like regular check-ins with my sports psychologist about that it's the same thing as like going to the gym to get strong so that you don't get injured so it's like you don't wait till you have a mental breakdown to call your sports psych and be like all these things are wrong like and you're having a crying thing which i've done before too it happens but like you like you can be proactive and you can train your response things and you can visualize and you can meditate and or you can journal i know sam and i have talked about this a lot because you've like tried to journal and it doesn't work or you like to journal i forget
1: I do. I like to journal now, but maybe when we talked yeah.
2: about it, I did it. I'm not sure. This is so funny you bring this up though, Lane, because we just talked about this yeah. last week. I was just thinking that, like, we just talked about how um, Sam brought up a point of like watering your lawn so your lawn doesn't set on fire. Yeah, yes. I don't know. I, it's from a song, <laughs> so I no, know it doesn't but... like exactly correlate. But, but yeah, I agree. I feel like too. Um, not only can you train yourself or like have a routine, but then you start to get into this like good space and you just have to remember like the reason why you got to the good space is because you've done all this preparation so yeah. now that you're in that space like don't stop like continue to do the routines so that because it's inevitable I've like, done that a before bump, too yeah <laughs> like a bump is gonna like, come I did it <laughs> yeah did it. I'm good now yeah
0: I'm good and, and you're like, like no, no you're not
2: and it's <laughs> like yeah because it's like inevitable like a bump is gonna come again you just have to remember like okay I'm prepared for this. I've done yeah. this before. I'm good, um, and I think that's like brilliant. I was the same way. Like, I recognized right before 2019 that I like self sabotaged, and then before the Olympics, I felt like I was doing it again, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is." I happening. remember that. Yeah, and I, remember I was talking like, to
0: you about that,
2: and I was like, "I I'm doing it again," and I feel very like grateful that I recognized it in myself, and that I seek something out, but. I would I want to ask you, like, do you feel like, and maybe this is true or is this is a teammate? like I feel like I have a support system that even if I didn't recognize in myself, somebody would have been like, Lynn, like you're doing this again, maybe you should seek somebody. Mm. Do you feel like somebody is that person for you?
0: Mm. Good question. I'm trying to remember what got me to that point where I was. Because for me, it was kind of waiting until I was having like a cry fest or like waiting till after camp when I was so bound up and stressed um, that actually, I think it was my agent. I think it was Remy who was like, oh, I have somebody that you can talk to. Um, And that was at a time when Drew was in Sacramento. So it was someone in Sacramento. And I would talk to him once I had hit a low point, like once I was really struggling and I would wait till it would get bad. And then um, finally I talked to my current sports psych and he was just doing kind of um, like Instagram lives during lockdowns just for ways, you know, to keep, give something positive for people to talk about. And um, he just like invited me on to be a guest. And then I recommended my sister to be on the podcast my sister um coaches and played college soccer and um once I watched their Instagram live I had like follow-up questions based on their conversation and so I reached out to him and was like hey I have like questions about these different things um they were all questions of like what if this what if that um and so then once I talked to him for the first time he was kind of the one who was like just you have like you have to decide to do it every day. And there was no escaping that once he kind of said that it was just like, if you really think this is important, like you have to decide and you have to do it. And there's no, and once he kind of said that, there was just like no excuse. Mm. Yeah. I I feel like
2: Sam, I've been talking a lot, but I'm just going to keep going. Uh, um, I feel like that's the one great thing about my sports psych is that she just calls me on the BS. Like I remember there was one training where she was like, how was training? And I was like, it could have gone better. And she was like, well, why? Like, did you do your goal setting, blah, blah. blah." And I was like, yeah, but I was just felt so dehydrated. She was like, what do you mean? Like you're a professional athlete. You can't be dehydrated. And she was like, that will never happen again. Like you need to drink water. And it was, that seems so simple, but it was just one of those things where it was like, you have to decide that this is the lifestyle you want to do. And if it is, then you need to do X, Y, and Z to like get to that goal. And something
0: so simple as drinking water can't like derail you. Yeah. And that's the thing we always focus on like how was training and how was like, did I get my like high speed running in? Did did I do well in the session? But it's like, did I, did I cover all these other boxes that influence that so that tomorrow when that comes again, like I'm ready and yeah. But I, ugh. and this reminds me actually of something that Christy said. I listened to a podcast she did with Men at Blazers when she did the live show. I don't know if you guys listened to that. I um, haven't listened
1: to it, but I know the truth. It did was it. really I good. To it. Jeez. it was great.
0: <laughs> um, and she, I mean, she said this before when she kind of tore ACL and she was like, I had to admit what I wanted and like say it out loud. And because once you say it out loud, like there's no, it's it's almost obvious what decisions you have to make. Like if this is what you really want,
1: yeah, then you either want it or you don't.
0: Like you want it or you don't. Your behavior is yeah. Mm. This is what it takes to do it. So are you going to do it? Um, but I do think Drew is like an incredible support system for me in that. And actually, we were just talking about this recently because I'm going through some like soft tissue hiccups, um, which are so frustrating to me because I'm like I feel like I'm doing all the right things. What am I missing? Um, and we always kind of like tread lightly when we like talk about soccer or like are asking each other our opinions on each other's soccer stuff. And then he was kind of like, well, if you want my help, like I'm always willing to help. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like you, is there something that you think I'm not doing? Or is there something that you would be doing differently? And he's like, no, I just mean like, if you want me to hold you accountable to stuff, like tell me what it is. And I'll, you know, at the end of the day say like, like what then what you were saying your sports psych does like oh were you hydrated like and for me what we're we just set like a new goal together which is so nice it's like in the evening doing something for me so like i'm gonna after this i'm gonna do a little yoga session and tonight before we go to sleep they'll say like did you do something in the afternoon and i'm gonna say yeah um that's awesome but it's such a delicate balance right because you also don't want like your your partner who's like your fun escape from the soccer world in a sense like who gives you energy in your life to then also kind of become convoluted in that. So it's, yeah. it's all a very fine line, but we walk it really well. So I think that's the most important thing is like finding those support systems who you can like communicate effectively with and like know what you need and when you need it. And it's, oh, yeah. it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. So can you, could you tell us a little bit about the journey that the spirit has been on from when you first started in the league until winning the championship last year? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so my rookie year, this is the start of my fifth season, um, including 2020, which is kind of hard to include. Um, my first year, I love the girls in the team. We had a, like, a pretty great group, but we could not win. We won two games out of 24. And that Oof. was, yeah. I, I don't think I, I often that. like I often say that to people now in the locker room because it's like, look how far we've come. And it was so hard because every game was close for the most part. We, it was like one, zero losses, two, one losses. Um, and I really enjoyed the girls on the team, but it's just so hard when you're not winning. Um, it really is tough. And, um, there were, I mean, a ton of reasons for that, obviously. And then, um, We got a new coach and um new majority owner, my second year, and there were lots of low-hanging fruit that they picked off and we kind of had uh, we had a swing of new players, they fixed a lot of things. Um and we had a pretty good 2019 season and we were like a really exciting team. Um and I think we were gonna build off that in 2020, and then we had the challenge cup, um, COVID obviously in the challenge cup. um, And then 2021 was like the ultimate disaster, Um, more for across the league as well, for our whole team. Uh, And so my journey with the spirit has been like very down, up, down, up, down. And last year was like, so down. Um, There were so many different things that were a problem. And I think halfway through the season, we were like in the, we weren't in the top six for playoffs or something, but we could be. And it was, we had to kind of start winning out in order to make playoffs. Um, and our, our coach had been fired. Um, our ownership was already starting to kind of, uh, be up in the air. We had to have, we had two forced forfeit, forced forfeits, um, and people in the team we just kind of came together and people were like we might as well go for it like we have to be here we have to endure this so we might as well send it was kind of the the vibe um and that was the turning point of the season for sure and our staff did a really great job of just making things simple and allowing us freedom and it was a very interesting for, thing for me leadership wise because i've been very much we've talked about like control and planning and thinking and that's always my thing and like wanting things to be prepared and professional and so you can show be your best and that second, second half of the season it was like hands off it was like do whatever you need to do to show up and it was, started working and I was thinking well maybe I don't know anything about leadership anyway <laughs> um and so we just made this incredible run no one expected us to win at all And I don't blame them, like how there's so much stuff going on. Um, And we ended up winning the championship and it was such an incredible thing to be a part of. And, um, but, you know, once you do it once, then you have to do it again. And that's way more challenging, as you guys know, to do it multiple times. So we're off to a little bit of a rocky start currently, but I think, um, I feel the best I've ever felt about the state of the club. And I really believe in Michelle King's vision and that she's going to follow through and continue to evolve and continue to make tough decisions and do what's needed and bring in the right people to really make the spirit the best in the NWSL and not just the best in the NWSL, she wants to be a top sport organization in the world. And I am fully, fully bought into that. So exciting times ahead sorry that was a very long no that was awesome that was was awesome
1: you I was just gonna add you guys were so fun to watch last year because I think that that feeling that you had of like let's just buy in and go for it was like we could other people watching could sense that from you so it was fun to watch because you could tell that you were all united with something like really strong Mm -hmm. and I think it had that kind of like that underdog feeling of Mm-hmm. This team is just playing so well right now. Like, how are they not going to win? And yeah, it was cool.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that we've actually like been struggling with now is that we we don't have those external dramas to motiv- to bind us and motivate us. And so now you have to look look within, and that's mm-hmm. way harder. Um, and so I think we have a lot to grow there. So trying to figure out how to
2: help
0: that on that front <laughs> but <laughs> Drop something.
2: Um, um I think that perfect. like like you said once you've won you like it's kind of like you have a target on you um big time but I but and I everyone was, hates you as they should yeah but as but I think that I mean Sam we're lucky that we have won multiple championships but when I look at like the championships that were so exciting were the ones that we had to go through this like really tough journey Um, because at the very end you're just like oh my gosh I cannot believe yeah I cannot (laughs) believe we got through this we stuck together as a team we didn't let anybody else on the outside like break this little bubble of the team that we have and we created this like like sacred circle for lack of better words Um, and I think that will, it like helps going forward and like, yes, you guys are in a rut. Um, but like knowing you have that team that you've gone through something really hard with, and now you guys have like an ownership that wants these amazing, amazing things to happen. And you feel that support. I I feel that like, who knows what you guys are going to do? Like, I I still think you guys are a very exciting team to watch.
0: Thank
2: you. So... My favorite part of the podcast, also Sam's favorite part of the podcast, where we just pepper each other with random questions. So what is your favorite LaCroix flavor? I don't I said that weird. Uh, you LaCroix. did say, you said it that
0: weird. LaCroix. Flavor. How do you say it <laughs> LaCroix? Um the pomple mousse, is that how you say it? The grapefruit one? Nice. That would be my is that oh. how you say that word? Yeah. Sam, okay, that's what I think
2: of you. I know lemoncello is your favorite now, but before this, I would have said that was your favorite
0: too. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's a it's not a close second. It's second, but it's not close.
0: Really, I am not a, a lemoncello fan at all. That's probably my yeah, least favorite. Okay, more Same. for me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, what do you get on your pizza?
0: Oh, I love a just cheese pizza. I'd be happy with cheese oh, pizza.
1: You'd be welcome in the Mewes household anytime. <laughs> <laughs> My parents, we got pizza every Friday night growing up, always cheese, always like we'd get three pizzas and they'd all be cheese.
0: Really? My, my family would sometimes order pizza and my dad would be like, what type of pizza do you want? And I'd say cheese. I'd be like like, he hated <laughs> order just like a cheese pizza, you wanted to order something, it's but no, I love a good cheese pizza. A good cheese pizza. What is your coffee order? A latte.
2: Oh, I, I told you like guys I'm a I'm you. a boring a boring like, basic. Girl. A latte
1: hits the spot.
2: Every yeah, now and it does. Then.
1: Yeah, um, um, I
2: have a latte every morning, so
0: I love that from you. You make your own, or do you? What do you do I, for your latte? I make my own. Do you have like a nice fancy machine? Yeah, I have a Breville. Um, yeah, that's nice. it, it's a that's game what changer. My, my parents have. Yeah, I have an espresso, and it makes lattes. It makes you know makes espresso and coffee. Mm. But sometimes I've, I've been debating, like, do I want to get a pour over and, like, make a coffee? Mm. Do I – I think Drew doesn't drink coffee at all. Neither me. does Marley. Really? It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Me out. Yeah. So I don't That's think he'd crazy. be happy if I spent a good chunk of money on a Breville.
2: This isn't my part of the podcast. But it's about you. But I just will say, me and Marley, our biggest fight ever has been over one time he didn't stop to get me a coffee. And I was like, "You just don't understand. You do not understand." You would never. You would never. He
0: would never <laughs> stop to get me a coffee.
2: It's upsetting. It is upsetting.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, what's your favorite
1: <laughs> kind of cookie? I
0: feel so bad. I'm just gonna be like chocolate chip. Like that's the first thing you can't be so chocolate I've chip. Said, I've said cheese pizza a lot. Yeah. Day, yeah, like, I, you're,
1: not yeah you're not on a good run. Okay. <laughs> you got another chance to redeem yourself, though. Cake or pie? She's like just like, vanilla cake kind? with vanilla frosting. <laughs> <laughs> what kind? Uh, just,
0: just if I you know. had
1: any kinds, uh, two pieces in front of you, any kind of cake, any kind of pie.
0: I would do like a pazookie. Like, uh, ignore cake, ignore. Oh, pie. okay, like that. All right,
1: she doesn't uh, want no, that. No cakes, odd... no cakes, no pies. She wants a pazookie. I she love said, that. Pizookie. She
0: said,
2: "Your question is stupid," and I'm answering it a differently. It kind. was, your, it was
1: your question. I, right?
2: No, I know,
0: I know. We so both read literally. this together. Fuck off. I'm upset really with struggling me. with, like, the fun section. Like, vanilla, yeah, vanilla, vanilla. Okay, vanilla. do Come you on. sleep with your dog? <laughs> oh, this is... I don't. We... She is in the crate. And I feel like that will make people be like you or me. No, so mean.
1: it's better for the dog to sleep in the crate. It actually means you love her a lot. And I was being selfish when I let Finn out.
0: <laughs> she's... She she's actually like good in the crate and yeah doesn't really mind it um if she gets there's there, she has no concept of personal space and if you if she's over there sitting and she's sitting and being good so you want to reward her with a pet you pet her and then she's like oh my gosh you pet me like I must have more pets and like freaks out and like <laughs> on the couch there's no such thing as close enough I, I'm gonna send you guys a picture after this of what happened to me yesterday. I was sitting on the couch doing something. She crawls up on the top of the couch and like lays down oh, here and that like face so here. Like cute. there's no,
2: oh, it's cute, I but there would be
0: that. no sleeping if she were in the bed. Yeah, be no that's sleeping. fair enough.
1: I did wake up this morning and she Fit's would just be up in your space. Fit little head was right there on my shoulder resting right there. It was it's really, really sweet. cute. It was really There's sweet. really
0: cute moments, but also... Yeah, enough snuggling on the couch, sleeping her sleeping.
1: Yeah. If you could ask your dog any question, what would it be? <laughs> I
0: was going to say, are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> you know that this is your home and that we love you? Oh, man. Again, that's like pretty pretty. Yeah, I think that's, that's, a, yeah, I think that's, that's good a- enough. <laughs> I'm feeling really... I'm starting to sweat about this section. Okay. Oh, my
1: gosh. That was... Unintended? This is supposed to be the sweat is over.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, what's the first thing you do when you get home
0: from a trip? Oh, great question. Uh, um, we've been getting back pretty late. That's the first thing I do. I, I mean, now it's pet my dog and that we need to move away from the topic of the dog. So I won't shut up about <laughs> the dog. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Actually, I have another question that the answer could potentially be the dog. What's What's your, okay. like, go-to, like, me-time activity? Like, you're just like, I'm stressed. I need to do something for myself. What am I going to do?
0: Oh, if I'm stressed. I'm a stress napper. Oh. So, yeah. Like, if just I get too deal stressed, with that like, I need to lay down, shut my eyes.
1: That's a good answer. I like that. Oh, my God. We have more. We have fan questions. Jeez, we're keeping you forever. Now you know we no, have to bring back you know we had to <laughs> Now you know we had to bring back the fan questions. Don't forget, if you want to send us a question, tweet us with the hashtag AskSnacks. Uh So fan, we've had this person ask us before. Thank you for the questions. Will Lynn ever get a dog and will Sam get another dog?
2: I will get a dog. Um, not while I'm playing or not while me and Marley are apart. I think it's a lot of responsibility. And with us traveling so much, I don't want to like board a dog or put that on somebody else. So eventually, yes.
1: Great. And I, maybe eventually I would get another dog. Sonny?
0: I am always baffled at how many players in the league have dogs when they like live by themselves or I don't know. like, because even with Drew and I, it's hard. And so I can't imagine doing it by yourself with like especially how much we travel and stuff. So, Lynn. Wise choice. Yeah, Bam, thank you. great choice because Pat's there.
2: Yes, thank you. Agreed. Brooke Edson, what's your favorite pregame and post-game snack?
0: Pre-game pancakes. Are you guys on the pregame pancake? pancakes? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. Always. Post-game.
0: Uh, post-game, I don't like want to a- eat anything but like junk food. Yeah. And I know that sounds bad, but like chicken tenders.
2: Mm. Yeah. Like a good Coke. Yeah. Like a good Coke after a Ugh. game french
0: fries
1: yeah that sounds good honestly people are gonna think i'm a freak but like i love muscle milks <laughs> <laughs> like i would gladly drink a muscle milk 24 7
2: what
0: flavor
1: cookies and cream honestly any flavor th- cookies and cream is my current
2: favorite
0: i don't know if i've had the cookies and cream muscle milk
2: oh it's okay oh. Muscle Um, Milk, Sam Mewis loves you so much. She would like you to sponsor her. I would. Right now. It's it's a natural partnership.
0: In my opinion. I couldn't agree more. Hi, I'm Andy Sullivan, and this is the Snacks podcast from Just Women Sports.
2: And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Our show is produced by Just Women Sports, producers Lauren Day and Kat Mania Takis, and tech producer Parker Fenton. For more great sports content, go to justwomansports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Sam News, And I'm Lynn
2: Williams. And you've been listening to Snacks.